Retirement Tips Radio is brought to you by Business Radio X, the voice of business in your community. Currently serving over 25 markets, the Business Radio X network is growing fast. We're teaming up with retired execs and established entrepreneurs to support and celebrate local business leaders. If you'd like to make additional income while making a difference, discover more at brxteam.com. Now, here's your host. Welcome to Retirement Tips Radio. This is Lee Cantor, and this is going to be a great show. Today, I got with me Fritz Gilbert, and he's with the Retirement Manifesto. Welcome, Fritz. Thank you, Lee. I'm honored to be on your show. Well, before we get too far into things, can you tell us a little bit about the Retirement Manifesto? How are you serving folks? Yeah, sure, Lee. Thanks for the opportunity. Um, basically, the, the Retirement Manifesto, I started five years ago, which was three years before my retirement. And I've obviously, if you do the math, I've now been retired two years. So it's basically been chronicling my journey from preparing for, transitioning into, and now living in retirement. So um, I've got, you know, maybe 7,000 subscribers, uh, you know, really telling my story, but not focusing so much on me as kind of the process, the things I've been thinking about, the things I've been doing, both financially and non-financially to kind of focus on how to make the most successful transition possible into retirement. And I got to say, it's, it's going great. I'm, I'm really enjoying retirement and uh, I'm having a lot of fun writing the blog. So now tell me a little bit about before you got to the point where you were preparing to retire, how did kind of that evolve to you were working and then maybe in the back of your head, you were like, okay, I'm going to target this date as a retirement. And you probably talked to your spouse and kind of work through a strategy. Like, talk about that pre-time so that can give the listener an idea of what maybe they can be planning before it's really time to pull the trigger. Yeah, good good question, Lee. And, you know, I spent 33 years in corporate America, so I retired at age 55. And I would say until probably my mid-40s, I was just, you know, doing my job. We've always been pretty aggressive savers, paid ourselves first, you know, signed up with a 401k on my first day on the job, et cetera. And, you know, I encourage my readers kind of, you know, early on in the process, just focus on saving. Don't get so wrapped up on retirement, retirement, retirement that you don't enjoy the journey, right? Life life should be enjoyed as you live it, not just always put off for the future. So that's pretty much what we did. We took nice vacations, but we always, you know, saved pretty aggressively, lived within our means. And by the time I got into my mid-40s, I started having some of my older friends in the workplace that were retiring. I had a very good friend of mine who retired in his early 50s. And I started, you know, hey, you know, I've been saving for a long time. I haven't really gotten serious about when could we potentially do this. You know, we've done pretty well. I'm going to go ahead and start looking at the numbers. And I would say probably by about five years out is when we started getting serious about really thinking about, you know, when can we do this? Locking in kind of a, let's say, a range of times that looked like they were feasible. I kind of had a a two-year window that I was looking at, and I started refining the numbers and uh, as I worked into the, you know, say two years out, we had a pretty good feel of when it was going to be. And it was really then starting to position things for, you know, there, there's one thing when you're building a, a portfolio, the accumulation phase. But when you start thinking about transitioning into the withdrawal phase, there's, you know, it, it's a different approach to investment. So I probably took the last 18 months of work to kind of set things up for the withdrawal stage. And 
I would say the last year or so, I was really intentional on focusing on the non-financial aspects. You know, what's retirement going to be like? What are we going to do? What's going to bring us fulfillment? And it, and it kind of transitioned more into the into the soft side because at that point we pretty much knew the numbers were locked in. And I could spend hours talking about how we how we went through the numbers and knew we were prepared. But you know, there's a whole process to you know kind of calculate what your spending going to be, can your investments cover it, et cetera, et cetera. We did all that probably in the one to two year window, really got serious on the numbers. And then when you were planning for the retirement phase, did you always kind of envision yourself putting together your blog and creating this kind of community? Um, I would say no. You know, that was kind of a serendipity type of thing. I was I was three years out, as I mentioned, and I'd always been, a you know, I'd listened to a lot of podcasts. I'd read a lot of blogs. And I just kind of had an interest, hey, you know, maybe I'd be interested in starting a blog. So, you know, one of my big pieces of advice, I, I mentioned it in my book, is if something interests you, you know, pursue it. And I just pursued it, had no idea that it would turn into the type of thing that it's turned into. And, you know, I think that's kind of how a lot of these retirement passion projects start. You just, you kind of start something, take the first step, and you don't really expect that it's going to go the places that it goes. And that's kind of some of the fun of it. So, no, I was just writing to kind of, you know, chronicle my journey. And along the way, I discovered I love to write, absolutely love to write. It's become a passion. And the community of readers and other bloggers and podcasters and radio personnel like yourself, you know, you, you meet so many great people along the way. It's just turned into a really fulfilling part of our life. Now, when you're doing that kind of work, um, do you see it differently than the kind of work you were doing as being in corporate? Absolutely. Yeah, I think the way I look at it, and I don't know which is left brain, which is right brain, but you know, the, the creative side of the brain, I think the more things you can find in retirement that kind of stimulate that creative side, you know, when I was at work, it was, you know, it was, I mean, it was, it was a good job. I had various different positions. And it was challenging and I, I enjoyed my work, but you're not really free to explore the creative side as much. And I think what, what I've really found is the writing has tapped into kind of, you know, developing that creative side. And I, I do believe that's probably part of the reason why I find it so fulfilling. It's, it's tapping into an area of my brain that I haven't really exercised probably since childhood, you know, so it's, it's, it's really a different type of stimulation than what you have in the workplace. So now are the readers of your blog people that are retired or they're preparing to retire? I've got both. I, I would say the average demographic is probably, you know, 45 to 65 is, is probably 80% of the readers. Um, I would say plus or minus five years of retirement is, is pretty much the norm for people who are reading my work. So now what kind of maybe a mistaken fear people have when it comes to retirement do you see your readers talk about? Hmm, mistaken fear. I, I don't know about mistaken. There's a lot of fears, right? People have a lot of anxiety. There's so many unknowns. And, and I think Probably if, if I were to kind of summarize what I see as a, as a, as a thing to be careful about, it, there are going to be unknowns. It's, it's the nature of the process. You don't know what your investment returns are going to be. You don't really know what your spending is going to be. You don't know what your health insurance is going to be. You don't know what your, you know, your health is going to be, et cetera, et cetera. And I think the mistake some people make is that that fear of change, that fear of getting into the unknown, um, it's easy to stay the course and just do what you've always done. But, you know, if you're able to retire and the only reason you're not retiring is because of that anxiety over things that could go wrong, you're, you're missing out on some potentially really valuable years. You know, we, we've only got so many years of healthy living left. 
And let's say you've got 15 years left, or let's make the math easy. Let's say you have 10 years left and you work one extra year. It's not just one more year. It's 10% of your potentially active retired life, you know? So I think people that stick around the workforce too long because of the anxiety, I would really challenge them to, you know, think about why are you sticking around? If it's truly because you love your work, that's fine. If it's because of kind of concern over all the unknowns, you've got to tackle that because the unknowns never go away. Now, um, when you're, do you do any coaching or you're just telling your story and your opinions or do people go to you for advice? I, I, Lee, I've had so many people approach me on coaching. I talked to a good friend of mine yesterday. You know, I I don't really do coaching. I've, I've thought about it, but you know, part of my retirement dream is I don't want to be sitting in front of a computer on the phone all day and, and it, it would just take too much time and too much commitment. So I, I do tend to, you know, reach out to people through my writing. Now, you know, I get a lot of emails and people asking me questions. If they're relatively easy and I can just do a quick email exchange, that's fine. But I do try to stay away from the personal coaching just because it's a, it's a level of commitment and time that I just, I don't, I don't feel like, you know, that's, that's the best way for me to reach the, the biggest number of people. So now um, when you, you've been going through your retirement now, so there were the, the day happened where you walked out of your, your office and said bye to everybody and they gave you a cake. Um, what was the next day after that like? Yeah, well, you should read my book, Keys to a Successful Retirement. I dedicate a whole chapter to kind of that, the reality of retirement, you know, and, and, I, and I say it's kind of like when you're, let's, let's look at when you're getting married, if you're married. Um, you don't really know what it's going to be like, right? Until you actually get married and you wake up and you're married and your life begins anew with, you know, with a spouse. Retirement's kind of like that. There's no way to really accurately explain how really awesome it is until you go through it yourself. And I tell you what, the first four months, I, I never got the smile off my face. It was truly the honeymoon phase. Just that realization that I was never going to have to go to work again man, that is so rewarding after three decades of, you know, nose to the grindstone, you finally made it. You're finally free to pursue whatever you want to pursue. And the, and the, oh, the, the freedom and the, and the feeling of, I guess, I don't know what the word is. It, it's, it's a really, really good feeling. It, it, it was the first four months in particular. It is so uplifting and rewarding. I, I can't, I can't gush enough about how nice it really is to, to make that transition. Now, um, is there anything now you're two years in any kind of um, maybe hidden challenges that now that you're living it, you've kind of stumbled upon? You know, not so much that I've experienced. And, and I think I know why. And, and I talk about that quite a bit in my writing. Um, but definitely, you know, the, it's actually surprising. The, the statistics say your chance of depression goes up 40 percent when you retire. And there are a lot of people that struggle with the transition. You know, a lot of people have a a loss of identity, you know, think about it, your whole life, hey, what do you do, right? You automatically go to what your job is. And that's gone in an instant when you retire. And if people haven't taken the time to kind of think about, you know, what that retirement's going to be for them, and they, I'll tell you where it really hits people, Lee, is if you're kind of a type A hard charger, and you get, you get severed, and you didn't see it coming, and you're working one day, you're striving on that objective, the next thing, you're gone and you never saw it coming. Those tend to be the people that have the hardest time in the transition. Um, you know, the depression I mentioned, the loss of identity, uh, boredom, if you haven't thought about what you're going to do to fulfill your time, um, you know, it's real. And, and I've written quite a bit of content on, on some of these challenges that people face. 
And what I found in my research and what I've experienced firsthand, so I, I really believe it, the key to, to overcoming a difficult transition is to invest as much time as you possibly can while you're still working, you know, preferably in the last two years, but definitely in the last year. Make sure you get beyond just looking at the numbers and you really think about what do you want your life to be in retirement? Because it's up to you to make it, right? You don't have a boss anymore. Everything that happens in your life is, is it's no longer under anybody's control, but yours, you know, and, and it's a huge opportunity, but it's also a huge obligation. And the people that don't recognize that I've had so many readers that come to me and they're like, wow, I had no idea it was going to be this big of a transition. I'm really struggling, you know, especially now with COVID. I've had three emails in the last week from readers who have retired in the midst of COVID and to a T they're like, you know, Hey, we had travel plans. We had all these things we were going to do. We can't do any of them. I'm kind of struggling here. You have any, any recommendations, you know? So I think, I think the biggest thing people can do if you're still working is take it like a little mini test retirement. Take, I took 10 days off. I did a Thanksgiving extended holiday break. And my wife and I just kind of pretended we were retired. You know, we moved up, we came up to our cabin. We, we live up in that cabin up in the um, Appalachian Mountains now. So we came up here for the 10 days. I tried to stay off of email to the extent possible. And we really tried to put ourselves in the mental framework of what's it going to be like when we're living here full time? What do we want to do with our time? What charities do we want to get involved with? How are we going to fill our days? And just thinking about that stuff has been proven to be the most effective thing you can do to get over a lot of those challenges that people face. Now, do you think that a part of why the transition was easier for you is that you had this blog and you were doing writing? There was like kind of a, a bigger why. <clears throat> there was a purpose. Yeah. You have you have something to do every day. Like you said, every day you got the you got another day. Uh, you got to fill that day and every day you got to do something. And if you're doing nothing, I can see how that would wear on you. And it feels like it's hopeless, like kind of in the pandemic where you're like, is this ever going to end? I, I would think that your retirement could feel the same way if you don't have kind of a reason to get up in the morning. Absolutely. I think I think there's there's two two answers to that that they're both yes regarding my writing and whether that's helped. One is by definition, I was writing every week for three years prior to my retirement. So what was I doing? I was thinking, right? I was thinking as I was writing those posts, I was putting my thoughts together about what retirement was going to be like. So it forced me to do that pre-retirement thinking about life and retirement. That's number one. And number two, yeah, clearly, you know, I, I interviewed a bunch of people in their like 80s. One guy in his 90s, he was a World War II vet. And, and I was very close to my retirement. I was still working at the time. And I asked them all the same question. I said, what is the single piece of advice that you would give somebody who's approaching retirement to give them the highest chance of a successful retirement and consistently without hearing the other people's response, all of the answers focused on kind of this issue of finding purpose and passion in retirement and people that have found it and understand it, which now includes me, you recognize that is kind of the, that is the Holy grail of retirement is to find something and, and, you know, how do you do that? That's the hard part. I mean, we can talk about it. But fortunately for me, my writing has become one of those things. Um, for my wife, it's become her charity, right? For my friend, it's become his, he, he was a photographer when he was a little kid. He loved photography and he's got, he's a really good photographer now. And he's, he's developed this photography into a real passion in retirement. It, it can be anything, but finding those things that, that, you know, when you leave the workplace, you don't just leave the paycheck. 
You know, you leave that social network of friends, you leave that um, sense of daily obligation, you leave that objective, right? You've got objectives you've got to meet, you've got achievements that you make, all that goes away. It's, it's way more than the paycheck. And finding things in retirement that can fulfill as many of those areas as you can is really the key of having successful retirement. And my blog does that for me, among other things, but the blog is definitely a, a major area that, that I find you know rewarding in retirement. Well, t- tell us a little bit about your wife's charity. How did that come about? Was that did that start once she be- was retired, or is she retired? Um, what like what, what stage is she in? Yeah, that, that's actually a pretty good case study. I think um, she was a stay at home mom, but what we found is it was actually kind of her job, right? She took care of our daughter when our daughter moved out when we were empty nest. Our my mother in law moved in with us. She had Alzheimer's, so my my wife was a full time caregiver. And when my mother-in-law passed away, which was just three months after I retired, by the way, um, we didn't recognize it at the time. But in hindsight, that was kind of my wife's retirement. You know, her purpose had been taking care of other people. And suddenly that purpose was was gone. And she went through a transition, you know, and, and this is this is very similar to somebody leaving the workplace um, suddenly her, her purpose for being was gone and she had to find something to replace it. And it probably took her, I'd say it was about six months and she had the idea. She saw a Mike Rowe show. He does a, um, returning the favor on Facebook and he was profiling a charity out in Oregon that builds free fences for low income families that keep their dogs on chain. And we live in Appalachia. There's a lot of dogs on chains and my wife is a you know big dog person. And she's like, man, we should, we should start that here. And she took the first step. She contacted the place in Oregon and we're, you know, 18 months later now. And I tell you what, Lee, this has turned into a a big deal. You know, we've got 50 volunteers that help out on the fence builds. We've built 18 fences in the last, you know, 18 months. Um, We've helped countless families, countless dogs, and it is absolutely a blast. You know, she intentionally keeps it fun. We're on these builds. We're joking around. We're having a good time. And, And you think about it. And, and this is what she didn't see coming. She's getting the social interaction, right? She's getting the sense of purpose. She's getting the sense of achievement. Um, she's helping other people. And similar to my writing, you know, my writing helps other people. My focus is really on, on helping people achieve a great retirement. It's externally focused. It's not focused on me. The same with her charity, which is now Freedom for Fido. Um, and Freedom for Fido has, has turned into this thing where, you know, she's giving to other people. She's getting that reward of helping other people, finding a way in retirement to to be generous and to help others, I think is is one of the best areas to look at when you're trying to find these areas of purpose. My wife has clearly found it with her charity and we're, we're having a blast with it. It's really it's really rewarding work. And it's one of those things that you don't have to kind of create the wheel. You can partner with existing uh, groups. You can, you know, like your wife did start kind of a on the other side of the country, a, a you know, a version of it. it yep. There's a lot of ways to kind of dip your toe into that. But I think that, like you said, at the heart of it is it's a heart of service. And by doing something for others, all of a sudden you're, you're excited to start your day because you you know, people are relying on you and um, it, it just gives your life a lot of meaning. And I'm sure a lot of people, once they stumble upon that secret, they go, I wish I would have done this, you know, 50 years before this or 30 years before this. 
Yeah, if, if you've heard that uh, story, the the regrets on the deathbed, you know, the uh, palliative nurse in somewhere in Europe that, that wrote about the five regrets people have on their deathbed, and they were surprisingly consistent, you know, and, and, and I think, you know, living a life of no regrets is, is really important. And, you know, you live each day. So I, I think finding something that you can do now, if, if there's an interest, I, I just urge your listeners, if there's an interest, a seed of an interest in your mind about something, take the first step, pursue it, you know, it, it may, it, throw it against the wall, it may not stick. I've probably thrown 20 things against the wall at this point, two years in, and maybe two or three have really stuck and become, you know, passion projects. That's okay. Um, but, but take that first step because you don't want to look back 20 or 30 years later and say, you know, I always wanted to learn to play the guitar. I wish I would have done that or whatever the thing is. And it, why not do it now? You're retired. You've got the freedom to do it. Don't make excuses. Just take the first step and see where things lead. I think that really is the key to, to finding something that, that really gets you energized. And, and when you find those things, Lee, I can't tell you, I mean, we're two years in. Retirement, without a doubt, has been the best time frame of my life. And, and I, I really feel for people that struggle, but you don't have to struggle. You know, there have been so many people that have made this transition, like you said, learn from others, adopt other ideas. You know, there's, there's no trademark. I mean, you know, people have found successful ways through this, learn from what other people have done and try doing some of those things. Start a blog. You know, if, if you're interested in writing, start a blog, learn from me, I, you know, look at what other people have done. And if it interests you, take the first step. That's the best advice I can give. Well, you mentioned some keys. Why don't you talk about the keys uh, to a successful retirement book that you wrote? Yeah, this this was a neat opportunity. I actually had a publisher approach me about it. They, they'd seen my blog and, you know, it, it won uh, best retirement blog of the year. Um, so I, I think that's probably how they found it. But um, they approached me and, and, you know, they had uh, they asked if I'd be interested in kind of writing a book that captures everything I've learned in this five year transition. Of course, I was more than honored to do it. And basically what the book does, it, it, it doesn't summarize my blog at all. It's entirely new content. But basically, I just sat back and thought about what have I learned that are the keys, right? The name of the book is Keys to a Successful Retirement. And through the writing process, I came across kind of 24 keys that I outlined in the book that are really what I've, I guess, realized through my process as the most important things that I did and, and others have done that have allowed them to have a good transition. You know, we talked about planning for it before you get there. That's one of the keys. Um, we talk about, you know, serving others. Uh, I talk about my wife's charity. A lot of the stuff we're talking about here is, is, is the type of stuff that's in the book. It, it does have a little bit of focus on the financials because you've got to get the financials right. Obviously that's the foundation on which your retirement's built. But I would say the majority of the, of the book is really focused on these softer intangibles that I think in, in my view and others that I've talked to, what you'll find in time is you think the financial stuff is the most important when you're trying to get ready for retirement. Obviously, everybody's worried about the numbers. Can I retire? Can I retire? But once you actually get into retirement and these 80 plus year olds that I talked about talked to, you know, the the very common theme you find, it's not the financial stuff that generates a great retirement. It's, it's all this other stuff. It's finding that purpose. That's really what matters. So these 24 keys are really focused around how do you find that purpose? You know, how do you make the transition? 
And it, it's been a blast, you know, to write the book. The feedback's been great. It, it hit number one on Amazon for retirement planning when it came out. So it's been well received. And, and it really is just things that we've learned that I hope others can apply and, and benefit from as well. Well, thank you, Fritz, for sharing your story today. You're doing important work. And um, it just goes to show you just, you know, have passion, uh, you know, believe in yourself, take the risk, like you said, of putting yourself out there. Don't don't hold back now, you know. Exactly. <laughs> this yeah. is, you know, you're you're nearing the fourth quarter, so let's put put all the chips on the table here. I think. Exactly, and you know, if you're not going to do it now, when are you going to do it? Right, you're going to be right. dead in twenty years. Right, it's time. It's time to live life. You've worked, you know, the, the majority of your life to get to this stage. Make the most of it. Right. So, that, uh, where can people find the blog? Uh, yeah, it's the Retirement Manifesto. It's got the T H E in there, so it's theretirementmanifesto.com. I'm also on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, but just just Google my name, Fritz Gilbert, or the Retirement Manifesto, and I'm easy to find. All right. Well, thank you so much for sharing your story, and thank you for being part of Retirement Tips Radio. Thanks for having me on, Lee. I appreciate it. All right. This is Lee Cantor. We'll see you all next time on Retirement Tips Radio. Retirement Tips Radio is brought to you by Business Radio X, the voice of business in your community. Currently serving over 25 markets, the Business Radio X network is growing fast. We're teaming up with retired execs and established entrepreneurs to support and celebrate local business leaders. If you'd like to make additional income while making a difference, discover more at brxteam.com. Dot com.